0: Welcome to our podcast here at Hope United Church. To access the live stream of our services, along with other resources and information, please visit www.hopeunited.org.uk We had a great time with Thomas Martin and these meetings have took on a whole new meaning of these Puritan teachings and, you know, introducing you to the Puritans, there is nothing like them. Uh, and what they teach And I listen to other stuff I read a lot of stuff uh, And I love it all You know I've got my, my favourites and what you read If I'm You know It just depends on where I'm at If I'm reading Dr Lloyd-Jones or, or Or John Murray Or or Anyone for that matter These great servants of the Lord And I glean so much from them But there's just something for me When you start reading And listening to the Puritans That just draw you into such depth They're uh, astounding And the night will be no different uh, the subheading or the heading tonight is is this Is how to attain contentment it's, uh, I'm sure it's something that we all desire uh, But it's something that we find it very hard to explain or pinpoint Which I'm delighted when I read Richard Sibb's uh, teaching on contentment In a whole series He calls it, that. the teaching was called the saints cordials you know, uh, the saint's cordials, which would mean in, you know, the saint's ways, how a saint should live. You know, their posture, how they think, how they feel, how they act. A believer's stance is maybe what it's called. And uh, the heavenly doctor, Richard Sibbs, Puritan, we've taught on them on many occasions. And we're going to go back into uh, Richard Sibbs again. That's what he's known as, the heavenly doctor. And he's a phenomenal um, Thinker and how he delves into the heart of the matter And he just captures you uh, And he, I, I don't believe he's difficult to He grasps Sibs, he's one of the easier ones uh, To grasp uh, But he, he goes into this teaching he, he wrote in 16 I don't know, 1650s or something 1637 uh, This sermon uh, About contentment and, and how to attain that And how to how do, we, how do we learn to be content? What is contentment? How do we become content? Uh, how do we conduct ourselves? How do we live, no matter what, with the favour of God in our mind and as we walk, that we're, we have this peace and this. And we don't mean escapism. We, contentment's a hotly contested uh, subject uh, because it's sold to us daily and it's sold to us in the form of escapism in the form of pleasure, and that is not what contentment is, uh, Sibs draws from Philippians 4, 11 to 13, which I'll I'll read in a moment, before I do that, we're going to delve into, our, uh, before I do that, we're going to read our, our Puritan prayer, this is from the Valley of Vision, this is the, the uh, Banner of Truth classic, uh, I think it's the biggest selling book in the banner, uh, and it's it's phenomenal, as you know. It's anonymous. We don't know who's wrote these prayers. I'm sure we're going to double up on these sometimes. Uh, I don't want to say double down. That seems to be the word that's used constantly. now double down. No, oh, no, oh, double doubling down. That's so all we keep hearing. You know, I just think, okay. Yeah. But here we are. Uh, this one is called Resting on God. I'm going to read half before, and then at the end of the se- at the end of the teaching, I'm going to read the other half uh, again. It's very much always, as always, in line with uh, the subject. Uh, if you've got your of Vision book with you, if not, it's page uh, two, three, four, two, three, five of the wee black leather one, or. I, 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 somebody corrected me because I says fake leather But this says bonded leather in the back it, it doesn't feel like real real leather But probably needs a bit more worn But it is apparently bonded leather Anyway it matters not The same context in the paperback one uh, uh, For the cheapskates I always say page page 129 I think people that's got the cheapskate Paperback one I think they know they've now that embarrassed way That they've now sold out of the leather ones I've been shamed Into buying the dealer one Anyway The prayer is called Resting in God and it's phenomenal and it goes as follows. "O God most high, most glorious, the thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me. For I am toiling and moiling and troubled and distressed, but thou art forever at perfect peace. Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast at the eternal hills. The power knows no bound, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of my confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God omnipotent reigneth I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee. Every sin calling for Christ, precious blood, revive deep spirituality in my heart and I'll read the second half uh, of that prayer at the end and it's wonderful just that part let me read Philippians 4 11 to 13 is where Sibs draws from in these sermons in which he did not that I speak in regard to need for I have learned whatever state I am in to be content I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. It's at that end, but I do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The the pragmatic church love that. It's it's like a carte blanche thing. Like, oh, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. As if it's a motivational speech for something. And it's totally out of context completely. Uh, And you'll hear that as we go on. The ESV, which I think say it better personally for me. And I'll read it again. Not that I am speaking of being in need. For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of facing plenty and, hungry and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I think the first line in verse 11 tells us Paul's humility and also his journey and experience when he says I have learned. Uh, the word contentment in, in Greek is... Uh, Ataka, and it simply means, uh, and it simply means independent of eternal circum- external circumstances. Uh, or you have enough strength from within, really, is what it means, that you need not seek the world for comfort, regardless of whatever's going on in your life. I'm sure we have all tasted, and if you're a believer, you have all, we have all tasted to a degree some form of contentment which you have never experienced before you knew Christ. It's, it's, and, and I love what Sib says and I'm so glad he said it because he goes in and talks about the mystery of contentment which I love because I can't explain it and I can't give it. And their lives. the free, in fact, much of my lack of contentment, I'm getting ahead of my notes, much of my lack of contentment comes from trying to get people to be more content when they're discontented and have no idea how to go about it. Because mm-hmm. you try and give them, you try and go, oh, get her yourself, you know, and it's like, well, I and it's that issue. And I'm sure we've all tasted it, some contentment. And there's an amazing thing. I don't know if you've ever thought about it. And as I was studying SIBs, I was just like, I uh, was studying this thing. I was like, oh, it's an amazing subject. Because it's it's something as a believer that we all experience. And it's it's beyond anything that you've ever experienced. That contentment, that thing, that, that inner security that that you have from time to time. Some of have it more. And I'll get into that. But, and it and it's beyond anything. Uh, beyond circumstances. It's just that. You just intuitively know how to handle situations. That used to baffle you. That's an Alcoholics an Anonymous statement. And that's what it's like. To be content. Uh, in a sense is the mark. Of the sanctifying work of. God in your life, contentment is the marks and the measure and the and the outworking of sanctification in your life. It's, it's contentment. This is going to seem like really contentment. It's a certainty, but maybe not this side of eternity. <laughs> but it's a certainty, uh, and and slowly but surely you'll have moments. Contentment is something that. That before tasted, as I said, yeah. it's the marks of a sanctifying work of the Lord to be content and satisfied, and to be in the same frame of mind. No, before I get saved, I was looking for peace, but it wasn't the peace I was looking for. It was it was numbness from trouble. That's no contentment. Yeah. No, if I DN you hear people saying this all the time. What can I do for you? I would just DN for a bit of peace. And it's, it's not really, that's not the same thing. Because that means forgetfulness. There's an element where you want to forget. And shut off and get into la la land. No, that's no peace. That's no, It's neither peace nor contentment. Contentment is no the absence of your conscience. It's not it's no that you're out your mind. It's that you're seriously switched on. But unmoved. It's an amazing place. I can honestly say myself in the journey with God and the last twenty odd years and past them for many years, uh, wrongly named, rightly. Uh, that slowly but surely, I, and I've started to experience contentment in in every area, in every circumstance, regardless. It's a pretty amazing thing you have. It's beyond anything that a human can give you to be content, satisfied in the frame, frame of mind no matter what is going on in your life or what you're experiencing or what you're facing of course it does seem some of us are slow learners or this contentment is not quite in every circumstance It's uh, for some people it's a slow process it's a very slow process, contentment uh, Learning to act like Christ and a saint, and I don't mean, oh, you're a saint, you, you understand what I mean? No, based on Sibs's, the saint's cordial, the, the, to be like Christ or as Christ like as you can be, no matter what's going on in your life. It's not something you can really define. And this is the thing. At the more I'm reading, I'm like, I can't define this. And then I'm reading, I'm, 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 I'm reading sibs, and I'm going, good, because he's not defining it completely either. Uh, some you can't define, even though we'll we'll learn to become more content. But the question is, how do you get taught to become more content? How how does that go about? How do you how do you go about becoming more content? What's the and and. How do you attain contentment? How do you attain it? How does it become, is it attainable? Absolutely. Well Paul had it and he's the one that's writing. And Paul was in need and Paul was and people were giving him stuff and giving him a bit of aid and a bit of support and Paul said, you know, I'm grateful for that but I'm content in all things. Sib says like many other things like salvation, repent, repentance, thank okay, you, salvation. I'm going to explain that really. How does that work? Well, I was dead in my sins and trespasses, but made alive through faith. How does that work? Don't know. seen a brilliant interview with, with RC, I think it was last week, and he was asked a question, he's like, don't know. <laughs> and people were waiting on him and saying something else, and it was like, I can't even remember the question, but it was, it was, it was something to do with salvation, and you no, know, uh, he asked the question, he's like, I don't know no this is what the question was it was a great question it was if Satan if Lucifer was with God I think it was right and he's with God in the presence of God how did he fall? and he went to RC and he's like I don't know (laughs) it's a mystery I don't know and everybody was waiting edges and he's like no no that's it that's it I don't know (laughs) contentment in all conditions it's it's, how do you define it salvation go and explain that go and explain repentance go and explain that really we can talk about the doctrine of repentance the doctrine of salvation but try try and fathom that and this is what Sib says that contentment in all conditions, meaning to be content no matter what's going on in your life and to be like Christ no matter what's going on in your life. He says, in all conditions, it's a great mystery. So for you that's trying to teach people contentment, use it can't cope. Can't you know, cope with people no being okay. Trying to teach contentment. Trying to, trying, to, trying to drill it into people's heads about contentment. No, it, 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 it's making you discontent. You're too busy trying to help people be more content and, and yourself. It's, it's a mystery. You cannot give it as a pastor for these years of trying to, trying to stop the grand old Duke of York Christian being less up and down. Been less wavy, been less high and low, been changing the world one minute and devastated the next minute. Over the years, trying to help that and counsel that. And you think it's a mystery. But we don't mean it's unattainable nor it cannot be achieved because Paul did. But when we mean mystery, we mean it's in the realms of the workings of Christ. Isn't it so? I've no idea how to teach someone how to be content. I've learnt that, and as I study this a I don't know. How, so here we go. I'm sorry if you ask me how, to be, I don't know. I can't teach you. I cannot teach you how to be content. I can tell you what it doesn't look like, and I can tell you what it looks like. But it's in the realms, of the working of Christ in your life. It's 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 in it's in the providence of Christ in your life, working in your life, that brings it. It's not a man's wisdom that can bring it to your life. It doesn't operate that way. Paul never received it from man. It was trials and affliction that brought it. And it's something that as we walk with God, we learn and it becomes part of who we are. As we become more like Christ. Nothing, and I mean nothing as a pastor, warms my heart more. And I was thinking about this nothing warms my heart more within a brother or a sister when I, when I see them handling things that used to kill them. They're just, oh, or I've seen them, I see them getting better. I don't mean better quicker, I mean getting over things quicker. You know, used to be about three weeks with that resentment, now you're two. They're mystery in the realms he overcoming there right there and then oh, oh, I'm praying for the miracle of getting over it in a week. You know what I mean? Moving on in a week. No being devastated in no a week uh, no no being too high or too low and you know just like oh I I, I get nervous. I get nervous when I see people being really high because I thought oh, your fall's gonna be great. No, oh, just calm it, Janet. Just calm down You know, let's not get too carried away And you sometimes hear them saying You know what, I'm, when I look back at me See when I hear somebody saying that I'm like, what, yesterday? Whoa, whoa, calm it You know, when I look back And when I used to think like oh, Just calm down You'll Just give, give, give yourself to the morrow You'll be back You know But we can lose that Because we've got this memory loss Yeah Nothing. I mean, nothing. As a pastor, wasn't my heart, more though. When I see a brother or sister, I see just handling things that would used to destroy you, and it just slowly but surely. And what as a believer, you just your coping skills. No, my, my one of my bugbears, as many of you know when I first get saved was was the chronic the chronic low capacity coping skills in believers who were long term believers. I could not comprehend that. And I was just saved, I think, maybe because I was in—I eh, went to addiction stuff. I was involved in Alcoholics Anonymous, and then involved in programs and twelve-step stuff. And to some degree or another, looking intently in the mirror at myself, to, to a, a degree or another, yes, it was self-fulfilling. But but there was an element that you are at least looking intently in the mirror, and and, and and you're having light bulb moments about being honest and saying, "I'm not right." You know, I'm not all right. No. I, when I first get saved and went to church, I never heard them to ever say, it was probably two years before I ever heard them to say, by the way, I'm not all right. I heard it in a all the time. I used to hear it in a all the time. And by the way, that didn't mean they were well. But they were at, at that point on a level, I remember there was this guy who was a lawyer. And he he, he he was a funny guy. And he used to tell, he would tell stories and... He was me right in the head a wee bit, you know what I mean? And I can't remember his name, it would be some nickname, Lawyer Jim or something like that, right? You know what I mean? Because he wanted to be anonymous, right? Yeah. Uh, so, no, that's, that's, the, that's the drill. Anyway... He says his boss came in one day and he was lying under his desk in an office in Edinburgh and he's this big high-flying lawyer and he's lying under the desk and he's made a wee bed under the desk. He says, because he went to get psychoanalytic and he was getting help, and the boy says, see if you're not feeling great, just you go for a wee lie down, son. And he said his boss came in, he's in this big high-flying lawyer's office, and he came in and he's lying under the desk, and he, his boss said to him, he says, excuse me, Jim, are you, He says, I'm just not quite right. No.
1: But there were a level
0: of honesty about his madness. Do you know what I mean? And when I first got saved, I never heard any of that. Because they were a level of, they were just this, everybody was in perpetual, being blind. No, at least the, the guy wasn't well, but at least he knew he wasn't well. You know, in a sense. And uh, contentment is this ability to cope. But not just cope. To be unmoved and unshaken, to be the same. You know, we've all got people in our life. You might be that person. See so if you say we've all got people in your life. You might be like I me every time I look in the mirror. We've all got people in their life. And and, and this is part of growing and learning as a, a believer. And it starts to change. You just go. You, you're not as fragile as you used to be. You used to be really, really fragile. And I'm seeing snippets of you becoming just that wee bit less fragile. That wee bit less sensitive. That wee bit less... Uh, demoralize so easily. And that's it's an amazing thing when when it starts to unfold in your life. Um and it we become amazing blessing to people because because you get you the same time we all, I think it must have been amazing today life with Paul, we like the same every day. Now some people say, oh it's boring. You know, every day, every day behave like Jesus. In every circumstance and for in every reason. It's pretty astounding, eh? Yeah. I mean, that's somebody you can really trust and rely on. You like you've got to be all right there. Yeah. I think one of the things that causes lack of contentment is, as I say, try to teach people how to attain it. How to just go over, how to let go and let God you know. How not to be emotionally moved. And we can exhaust ourselves trying to give people advice about that. Exhaust ourselves. And you sometimes feel you're not getting anywhere. Then, yeah, I don't know if any of you feel that. As a pastor, I can feel that. I don't feel as if I'm getting anywhere. They're no listening. They're no listening. And then, then all of a sudden, they've got a eureka moment. They're listening. You're like, yes. And then you get overexcited that they've made it. No, that's it. And then a week later, they go, they've not made it. No, 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 no. not out of not, not, not. the window. It can be frustrating. And it's frustrating because it's as if it's something that you can give. And it's No. Anyway, that's the kind of crux of how Sib starts this thing, which I think is great. It, it, I think that fills you with great hope in the first place that you can't be attained by, what man gives you. Yeah. Even wisdom. Yeah, if we're all honest, no, you, you really, we all fail to teach it. Let's face it, if we could teach it really well and people could receive it really well, people would be a lot better, a lot quicker. But it isn't like that. Sib says... All the degrees in the world cannot teach this lesson that Paul has learned to be content. He then says, He learned it of Christ and in the blessed experiences of affliction. Sibs adds, it's not something that's easily attained. Some of you just want to go, like ah, then you. It's not something that's easy attained, right? That's not a get out of jail free card for Ganafin one, right? Okay, that's not a get out of jail free card for being defiant or disobedient. But it's no easy attained. And I think the comfort in that is is because you, know, you think, when am I ever going to get this? Of course we know that through experience that we don't attain it easily. Sibbes again on the mystery says, there is a difficulty in this work that I never thought of till I came to it. Neither did I, Richard. (laughs) And so to be content with your condition, whatever the case be, to bring the heart low, it is a mystery. Nature never is able to teach this. He then adds, it is learned in the school of Christ. And not without many stripes. End quote. Sometimes the sibs teaches that we feel we have enough and we abound, and sometimes we feel lack, don't we? Sometimes we feel wonderful, don't we? Sometimes you just feel you've made it. You're just that's me. Now that, know that I know that. Know I, I, I wish I had a pound for every time. I have to say this, right? Don't don't play the male show. No, don't don't play the card here, right? I'm just saying it. Predominantly, men say that less. That's my experience. Men say that to me less. Predominantly, I've heard that for women. No, that's me now. Now that I know, that's me now. You know that? No, thank. It's 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 went for there, and it's in, it's in now. I, I just I just can't forget it now. It's there. Like right? men tend not to do that. No, <laughs> even if men thought that, they wouldn't say it. <laughs> oh fuck, I mean, we're, we're not wired that way, you know what I mean, just, uh, women are a bit more emotional, you like, know, no that's it now, wow, I wish I learnt that years ago, armed with that, I am unstoppable, <laughs> and I hear it all the time as a passer, I'm like, no, 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 no. Doesn't it work that way? Contentment, so that that's it, thanks, that's it now. But if you think about it in a worldly setting, you would think like, no, when you get that you've got to be alright. No. You think, I, it's just when I get the trainers, that's me. But you'll not want another pair. No, no, just them. Then you think that like, I thought that all my life innit? it. It's just the ones I need, right? Oh you've got to be able to run faster with them new trainers, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's just them I need. What you'll never want anything else again. No, that's all I want. I, I, my mother must have lived exhausted her whole life. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, just her whole life. I think that's why she likes to be 40 winks in the service. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I just thought I'd say that. Uh, yeah. It just exhausted her. Because it was like it, just like, it was a battle of wits. I just need that. That. And I'm the youngest to see the thing is, by the time I come along, I'm hyperactive. No, my brother's no hyperactive. My, I'm the youngest. My, my brother's no hyperactive. My sister, well, she's a girl, and she's, she, she's girl, she, they will not the same. And then I come along, jack in the box. Do you know what I mean? I've got energy and tappy energy and tappy energy, you know what I mean? You no, know I mean, the man who never sleeps, you know, and I just came along, and I was like, i whip it. You're like, I cannot, this level of, this level of intensity, I need it. You know what I mean? It's oh. I just wouldn't get in. Feel we have enough. Feel you're bound at times, don't you? That's I've got enough. Sometimes you feel like, oh, never. And then you go, the, the same people that say, that's me now, it's went for there to there, it's in, I know. That's me now, don't know why I need to date camp. But anyway, <laughs> that's me now. That's me now, thanks. Oh, I'm just in a good place. I've never said that. I'm in a, I'm in a right good place at the moment. <laughs> the longer I'm in life, the less I say I'm in a good place because one phone call and it's gone. Okay. One phone call. One statement and it could be gone. And let's hope it's no because you're living contentment. But then there's that lack the same people that say that are usually the same people that say that. I I, I I, don't think I'll ever get this. I, I'm one of the poor unfortunates. <laughs> you used to hear people in EA saying that, you know, if God wants me to be a drunk, I'm a drunk. No, I'm just one of these poor unfortunates. I say, no, 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 you're just disobedient. And sometimes we feel that, sometimes we feel we have all we need. And other times we find ourselves deeply wanting. It's the life we a believer, it's the life that we live It's how it is it's, 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 it's how God operates And Sibs then takes us into this thing And he starts to talk about things And I find somebody at jaw-dropping Just what he says And It's jaw-dropping it's but dead obvious And I think sometimes the, the, the Puritans of ability State something that you already know And it's just like chink chink I don't mean you go that's me now, I've got it I just mean you're just like ah, oh, Of course it is, it's obvious All these varieties to our walk in life is all part of leading us to be that saintly cordial in all circumstances. Sib says, God brings the people to heaven by a variety of conditions. How God works in your life, through his word of course, No, no, we don't over unique things here, okay? But he operates in the realm of sanctifying his people in a variety of ways. You know, so that means at any given point, that's why we don't want to brag or get too much, because at any given point, somebody can be in a much better place than you in your life. Right? No, you don't get to be beyond that. That's how it operates. Of course, as you mature, you become more content in all circumstances. I get it. I would add, he brings us to Christ's likeness, of which is contentment through a wide variety of circumstances and events. How does it bring to Christ's likeness? Through a wide variety of circumstances and events. That's it. That's how he does it. Sibs lists a few at this juncture. He, he, he lists more. I'm just going to give you a couple. He says this God tries our patience and our humility. How does he try them? Well, he does so, as Sib says, by a variety of states and conditions. Okay? So he creates, there's a variety of things that happen in your life that lead you to be in a certain state of mind, a certain feeling, a certain emotion. Wherever you're at, and all the things, all set and go to work for God's perfect purpose to bring you to contentment, and to bring you to peace, and to bring you to a place of being unmoved, being solid, being being able to sleep in the storm in the boat. Is it where you know, the disciples were? They're all, they're all going half and on one. No, oh, Jesus is sleeping in the boat. Why is he sleeping in the boat? Because he, he's not just in the storm, he calms the storm and he creates the storm. He can afford to sleep in the boat because he knows the result. People who live with contentment live with that at the deep root of their mind. And Sibs goes into that. To truly become like Christ, we must understand. Therefore, brothers and sisters, that God tries us in a variety of events and circumstances. If all was well, all the time. Do you know what happens when all is well? Well, never mind all is well all the time. What happens when all is well for a couple of weeks? You don't become content. Do you know what you become? Complacent. No content. Complacent. You know what David's greatest... Trial and therefore greatest fall and greatest failing was after he slayed the giant. It was after his win. It was after he slayed Goliath and he decided to take a wee bit more time off. And the day when kings go to battle, David arose in the afternoon. I'm having a lie in. No, but you're a king. You're meant to go up. But I've had a win recently. I'm all right now. I don't. I'm in. I'm in the mode of winning. I'm okay. If all is well all the time, we wouldn't be content. We would be complacent. Complacency is a product of a lack of variety. (laughs) Complacency is a product. uh, Variety is good. Variety in your life is good. Keeps you trusting God and focusing God. Less for you just get lazy. You get complacent. And then when you start to get complacent, you stop trusting in God, you become self-reliant, you become self-reliant, and slowly but surely the lack of contentment starts to creep back in again. And complacency is a killer for contentment. It's the opposite. Because when things go wrong. What happens with complacency is you end up having no strength to deal with anything, resting in your laurels, as it were, as we go back to First Corinthians. God doesn't change, however, in our circumstances, and this is where Sibs goes, and this is where Paul, this is where you see Apostle Paul really lives for. He lives knowing that even though everything's changing around about him, God's sleeping in the storm, he's the same. And if God's the same in the storm and he's the same in your peace and he's the same in the war and he's the same in the trial and he's the same in the win and he's the same in the lose. If God's the same, he's unchanging. The same today, tomorrow and forever. Then if God's the same today, tomorrow and forever then he's the same God that's healed you and restored you and set you free in whatever situation you're in and Paul can live for that mind. God does need change in our circumstances. Incidentally, I was thinking of teaching on Job and sermons on Job from uh, uh, John Calvin. John Calvin's Sermon on Job, if you've never read any of them, they are astounding. But one of the, and, and at the start, he can, he, he, Calvin talks about what, the whole premise of the teaching in Job. Yeah, And there's loads of things because Job was no part of the, the Abrahamic covenant, can the Abrahamic thing. So he's coming from somewhere outside. Some people think that, Anyway, I don't want to get into it. No, the, don't don't ask me. Right, right. The, the job became for a different tribe in a different part, and he was just maybe teaching some of the the, the Jews that listen, like God's God's God dear and dear and dear and dear, and he works in that life and that life, and he's no part of that. Anyway, some people think that. Regardless of that, it really doesn't. It's irrelevant at the moment. But what you see in Job's friends who were a real enemy is that Job's friends made God different when they were going through different things. They made God different when they were going through different things. And one of the parts of lack of contentment is, is that you have a different perspective for God during circ- different circumstances when God's no changing regardless of what's going on. So what happened is Job's going through trials, Job's getting persecuted, Job's facing terrible, terrible stuff. So what happens is, is the, the counsellors that gets into his life starts to change who God is based on these circumstances. God doesn't change based on your circumstances. And that's a massive part of the problem with Job's friends. Because they start saying oh you must have done this you must have done that you must have done that you've not done that. No. Job was then amazing. Amazingly content in an amazing in the most extraordinarily awful circumstances. But, the, but what happened is the constant feeding him that God had changed. <laughs> that somehow God was not that God anymore. Made him question They were the enemy of God as they believe God changed based on circumstances. Now you maybe know, see the language, I think God's changed during circumstances, but you view him differently during circumstances, which is the same. You might not think he's changed, but you don't view him the same during circumstances. And there lies the problem. God does not change regardless. So the varieties in which you face, the varieties of problems, dilemmas, situation, trials, Circumstances They're not to teach you And here's something here this, is a, this, this might be revelation to you It might not be revelation to you Your trials Your afflictions And your persecution And your stuff at face They're not to teach you to be strong Okay you've maybe not heard that before You think they're there to teach you to be strong Yeah They're not to teach you to be strong They're not to teach you to lie <laughs> Not the same They teach you to be strong and then you're not strong enough, you're going to be demoralised. To teach you to be strong is to teach you to be self-reliant. That's modern psychology. They teach you to be strong. They teach you that this, this is a trial to make me stronger. It's not, it's, you don't get through trials and afflictions to make you stronger as a believer. You get through trials and afflictions to make you rely. And that's where contentment comes in. But in the modern church, predominantly in the pragmatic church, we're taught how to get stronger. You read self help books, it's how to get stronger. Learn from your mistakes and be stronger. Learn how to fail, then you become strong. Everyone's about becoming stronger. Go from good to great. It's one of the classic psychology books, Jim Collins. Uh, But the real teaching, and what God teaches you through affliction, in order to lead you to contentment, that I know what it's like to... Abound and I know what it's like to want. I've learned the secret. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can live like Christ no matter what is the thing. It's not that I can do all things and become a winner. It's that I can be like Christ in all circumstances. And so trials are not to make you strong. You've probably been taught that and you've probably heard that and it's drummed in us. But the real teaching, the real teaching. The real, the real art, as Sibs calls it, the art of contentment, the real art of contentment and what we need to grasp is and what Sibs is teaching us, in it God's no changed. You see how that's completely different? It's that God's no changed. God does not change and therefore you can rest in him completely as much as you can trust him as he did when he saved you when you were dead in your sins and trespasses. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. Whoever believing in him will not perish but have eternal life. You have been chosen if you are indeed saved. You have been chosen. God sent his only begotten son who suffered great affliction and great pain. And great Persecution. So that you could be reconciled back to God. And he's the same God. All the time. Why would you be in affliction then. And it no be for your good. And why would you need to rest in your own strength. When all you need to rest in is that same God. And that's what. Sibs is. Drilling into. Hebrews 13. 8 and 9. This is for the ESV. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be led away. Which, hear this? I love this in Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews says, Do not be led away by diverse, strange teachings. Surely that's what happens. When we lose track of Jesus is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. When we lose track of who he is and our circumstances and situation, we get. We have diversity in what, how we think. You know, you end up in conversation with people be like, that's not even Christ-like teaching you're talking about. That's not even biblical, what you're saying. But it's how I feel. Well, that's irrelevant. You never know, wrote Paul a letter and say, Paul, you'll never reopen an epistle to Paul and go like ah, I, Paul, how I feel. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Paul, born servant of Christ. Let you know, I'm scun up. <laughs> just at the moment. Just to let you know, a bit peeved, a bit scun up. Don't worry. And then, as he writes through, you can see it takes about a couple of days to write the letter. He's a good day. <laughs> I, Paul, chapter 2, I, Paul, born servant of the Lord, oh, wonderful. <laughs> so unbalanced, isn't it? Imagine writing that. You don't hear that. You know, it's just. Consistent. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teaching. And which hear this we get led away with? It. But then the writer Hebrew says this: For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods. Okay. Which have not benefited them who are devoted to it. Meaning, why would we use a means to get better based on the means that folk have used? This no getting any better. You say, like, has it helped you? No, try this but and sometimes that food we return to you, you go, you you've ate that before and it's no worked. How did it how did it go before oh, I don't know, I don't know, but, but, I'm, but I'm going to add a wee bit spice to it this time. <laughs> I'll add a wee bit spice to it and it maybe worked. No, 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 same. What do we do when we're not settled? What do you do when you're not settled? You look to things that don't work. You ever notice that? Gotta keep looking to it. I look to things that don't work. It's no work before. No. This is this is this is lack of contentment for you. It's no work before and it won't work again. But we don't half at times give it another good goal, didn't we? Because we knew once it talked about that answer, you knew it. You turn it into something else. It's no work before; it won't work now. Yeah, at times we exhaust ourselves, and it always leads to a deeper lack of contentment, doesn't it? Oh, you're just you're, you're not becoming more contented; you're becoming more demented. And the work—it's in the working to trying to get to a place of peace that causes the problem. You're trying to feed yourself. And I love the, the way, I, I love how Paul lived it. you like, he just, it wasn't, he, he was feeding himself to become strong. He just rested in the unchanging God. He's the same today, tomorrow, forever. And God, I move and live and have my being. trying to feed ourselves love and contentment with things that never bring contentment. Sometimes I say, you know Jesus is the answer. I know it seems dead shallow, don't it? You know Jesus' answer? Today, tomorrow and forever. It's too shallow. Aye, I know. It's alright for you. <laughs> You're not going through but I'm going through, it correct? <laughs> but it's the same answer how often do we look beyond that answer only to be left discontented and even a greater lack Then remember first struggling you've got to reinvent yourself then as Sibs moved through his sermon he says this I'm not sure what he said here it meant to be a challenge but see when when, and I'm saying he said it I've wrote it sometimes I I, I, I need to ask one of these Puritan guys when I meet them the next time Say, see when I'm reading somebody I say he says or he wrote (laughs) <laughs> and the thing saw, that's the kind of things that keeps me up at night yeah. and I'm thinking because it's a sermon he said it so I can say he said it but if it's no for a sermon I need to say he wrote it I know try and get in my head for a minute yeah, so but when he said this or wrote this whatever way you might take it when I read this I don't think he and I know as he goes through it, this was no meant as a challenge nor a rebuke. But some of you might hear it this way, and I think if you say it's a good thing. This is what Sibs wrote. God, children, God's children know how to carry themselves. End quote. <laughs> don't you do you find, do you find that a mild rebuke? That a mild rebuke? Don't tell me you don't know. <laughs> Well, I can't help it. Don't tell me you can't help it. Don't tell me you don't know. And it's also an amazing blessing that we do know. Isn't it? It's an amazing thing. I know what the right thing to do is. Hands up if you're a believer in here, you know what the right thing to do is. Okay. That's not the battle, isn't it? No? The battle is why you don't do it. That's where the lack of contentment comes in. God's children know how, hey, young adoles- adolescents in this church here who are no saved, but in a, in, a, in a family of saved folk, well, they would be if they're here, predominantly. Even you know how to do the right thing. You just want to know doubt Correct? I don't know why my eyes are peeled around about this direction or here. I have no idea. Yeah. You should be over there. And I don't need to draw my eyes back. That's why again. Or here. Don't you love that? This is what I love. This is, this is in God's house. It can only happen in God's house. Don't you love They get that? Don't apply it, but get it. <laughs> God's children know how to carry themselves you have that voice didn't you that still small voice and you go I know what I should be doing here yeah, but you don't have any self control now as I said it's not a rebuke what Sibs is saying but for sure for many it might be sober as well as comfort because let's face it we all know how we ought to act and live and carry ourselves as believers didn't we that's, that's great. That's, that's amazing that we know. See if we know how to live and carry ourselves as believers, do you think Dana it would be beneficial? <laughs> it sounds stupid. I know how to act and I know how to live and I know how I should operate as a believer. Don't want it, but do you think it would be mere beneficial? Sib says there's no condition but a Christian can pick good matter out of. End quote. It's amazing. What, what Sibs is saying here is there's nothing that happens to your life that you as a believer because you've got the mind of Christ and because we're a new creation can he draw benefit from. The world can't do that. This is an amazing blessing about being a believer. There's so much you can draw good from. Isn't that the case? We know when we feel things go through things things land in our world. We know, just know how we ought to handle it. But we truly know the lessons in which we really can glean from it. You ever thought about that? Meditating on that for a minute. I'd love to unpack that a bit more, and we maybe do that next time. Uh, the, think of that. The, as a believer, you just, you've got some in you know that just doesn't he not just know what to do, the right thing? Nobody really taught you. It's just, it's, it's its the sanctifying work of the Lord. You just start to know. But you don't just know how to do the right thing. It's hard to explain this, isn't it? I hope I'm not losing yous with this. That, that, that when you're in trials and afflictions and circumstances, you've got this mind and this soul that knows what you should be drawn for, you, that brings you lessons. I mean... Is that not amazing? Does that? That shouldn't make you want to be a Christian. I, I mean, you just don't believe yet. You. you don't know where you're missing around. this is amazing. I get through stuff and I go, Oh, Oh, this is great. Oh, your beauty. Maybe know that. But that's what it's like. Oh, you dancer. Very North Lanarkshire the night. You don't know that if you're not a believer. You're so swayed to and fro with the wind. Talk to you, oh, oh, Jesus, Jesus, wake up, wake up. Calm the storm, calm the storm. See, you're a Christian, you start maturing, you become more like, Oh, lesson. Oh, what do you need to learn? You go home at night, you, you take an inventory every night. Take an inventory and, and I'm in bed praying and I'm taking an inventory. What was hot and what was not, what was good, what was not. Oh lessons, lessons It's amazing Nothing's wasted in it know. Unless you don't want it But the thing is You've got it You just need to use it You've got it at your disposal Isn't it amazing when somebody just comes to Christ They start to know and they go Oh just say not nah. And they start to explain themselves and explain the situation. And you can start to gather. How amazing is it when you look for everything that happens to you. You're looking to become more like Christ. How, why, why is it when everything happens. You can afford to look, look to become more like Christ. Because he's unchanging. So therefore it is to be for your good. Back to you, Thomas. What's and all things work together for your good? Yet we often don't. Do you ever consider how blessed that is? I don't know we do. I don't know we consider how much of a blessing it is that you can glean so much for everything. Just lessons, trials, persecution, offence, criticism. The good, the bad, the ugly. But we ought to, we ought to be, we ought to be excited about that. That you never had that before you were saved you maybe thought you were a psychoanalyst and all that. Maybe if you were into that stuff, but it's not at the same depth. Because if you're thinking you're overcoming and you're you're into self-helpy stuff, no, that reprogramming your mind to be a better person, whatever you want to call it, uh, you're not doing it with the mind of Christ in in that realm. Whereas when you minute you get once you get saved, you start working it. You're going, oh, you see Christ in it. You just, you can see me just look into the into the realm of Christ in it and you go, oh how, I, I know and it's almost see the monger you do I think Paul, Apostle Paul must have been less like, what an opportunity! In fact, I think the greater, the greater the affliction, the greater the opportunity for him to delve into that mind of Christ and go, I could be like Jesus in this, that would be amazing! Yeah, the, the covenanters that, that's what they were like, they just it's almost as if they'd this tunnel vision, right? And he'd been like Christ. They, 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 must have been amazing. You yeah, think even Stephen gets stoned, the first one to be martyred, and he's lying, he's flung in the ditch. Paul's holding the jackets and he's he's directing the men, he killed Stephen. And he's in the trench and he's lying there and he's ready to get stoned, and he's looking up to heaven, and and he's thinking like Jesus. Father forgive them for they know not what they do he's just just like Jesus there must be in these moments that contentment do you get what I'm trying to say that's who we are that's what you have and it's in the wrestle with that that you lose sight of because you start to wrestle with something else you start to wrestle with some other idea You start to wrestle with some other identity. We lose sight of his grace, and it stops us from trusting him. Sib says, grace is above all conditions. It manages all rules and estates of life. What manages my life? The grace of God in my life. God's grace, God's unfailing grace. Grace. God's amazing grace and our life is what sustains you. Yet we don't learn it easily, Sib says. Why? Well, Sib says one of the issues, and I'll bring us in it here, that causes us to be slow learners. This is, he says, one of the great pains that causes you to be a slow learner. Therefore, somebody that struggles to attain or understand the art of contentment and he says this. They cannot or they will not self-denial. They will not self-deny themselves. Can they deny themselves? Sib says self-denial is the first lesson in Christ's school. He adds. He that has learned self-denial. He has come a great way. To learn contentment. In any condition. End quote self-denial maybe you can say get all yourself but it's self-denial it's deeper than that suppose then we could conclude that a lack of self-denial is for sure a route, if not the route is a route of having no contentment in your life what happened when you lost your contentment? what caused it? you could not deny yourself, could you not? you couldn't deny yourself you were wanting, You wanted some and you had to get it. And then you have no contentment. Even unbelievers have that. Why are you so discontented? Why are you always get ants in your pants? Why can you just settle? Why can't just be. Because I cannot deny myself. I cannot deny my feelings. I cannot deny my emotions. I cannot deny my desires. I just cannot deny. Myself. Anybody who wants to follow me must what? And you what? And then what? Take up your cross and follow me daily. That's what contentment is. Your likes know your own. It was what? Bought a price. It's, it's, it's not complicated. Suppose then we could conclude, as I said that lack of self-denial or a, is the root of having or one of the main roots of having no contentment. Because and contentment is no doing stuff in your own strength, brothers and sisters, as I conclude. Contentment is doing nothing in your own strength. Nothing. When I was weak, I was strong. Do you know what I love? Do you know the best thing to defend scripture with? Scripture. I was with people last night, or in a chat last night, and I was telling them about a message I heard years ago when the person was flinging a ball in your neck. And I thought, wonderful, One, wonderful illustration. But it would have been much more powerful if they used scripture. <laughs> I mean, use scripture and use scripture to defend scripture, and he backs scripture, and he give it weight. We need not do anything in our own strength. As Sib says, God, wait you this, God in Christ has become a father to us. Okay, yeah, I, I don't want to get into deep there as if you hear the word father and we've got, we can have a word sense because some of us have a bad experience of a father. But it's not the same. Father. It's a loving father. It's a faithful father. It's one who will never leave you. Not what? Forsake you. God is in Christ has become a father to us and carries a fatherly mind to us, a heavenly fatherly mind to us. It's the only mind he's got in you. It's no fair out with you. Okay? Just in case God's no happy with me, the new. Okay? You can't even say it. I know God's no happy with me, the new. Really? God's no happy with me. Don't lord God to that level. He adds and reminds us, in whatever condition, in whatever condition you are in, he is a father still and intends us well. End quote. Is that not amazing? Think of that for a minute. Why would God descend his only begotten son to suffer so much, die for our behalf, no sustainers in all things? I mean, there's nothing greater than I'm sending his son who left heaven to come and suffer that he would reject him. You think of the agony in the garden and what Jesus went through. Never mind on the cross and the seven last things he said. Yet Jesus, like God, allowed his son to do that. Is that not the same God that was sustaining us? no, no, he changes, changes that, he's not that all the time, It's just like that, then he was like that at the cross in Jesus, and then in, in the garden when Jesus came in that, aye, 2,000 years ago, aye, he was like I aye, for three years he was like that, but he's not always like that, no, he is always like that, <laughs> it's all working for our good, to bring you into that place, I know what it's like to have a bound, I know what it's like to, nothing, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, let me ring on this, and we will follow it next time. This deep knowing from Paul is what allowed him to carry himself and be content in all things. It was that knowing. It wasn't in his own strength. It wasn't he what he done. It wasn't what he achieved. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was in. He rested in God, and everything just laughed When Job was at his best, that's what he done. When Job struggled, is when he listened to other people. Those all things. Our affliction, okay. An affliction. I can be like Christ in all things affliction. Because that's the key in it. It's not like being like Christ when you're having a stormer, No. It's much easier. Even though you're not really like Christ, but why? Because Sib says this is amazing. And this concludes this part. Because he's got a stronger, more able spirit than you. And greater is who? He that lives in you, he who lives in the world. His spirit stronger than your spirit. So therefore, that's who you're drawn on. You're not living for yourself. It's not our own strength. It's not your own strength that makes you be able to endure. I'm just too weak. Yes, correct. I just I, I'm, I just don't think I'm going to be able to do this. No, no, you would if you self denial a wee bit more. It's drawn solely from the one who never changes. Who is overall, and in all. Our ability is not our ability. It's that he's able. What makes us able is not your spirit, but his spirit working in us. And living in us and through us. Sib says, and I close with this, the spirit, and this is my last statement, and I'll read the prayer. The Spirit of God is strongest of spirits, indeed. What's the strongest spirit that could lead your life? Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the strongest of spirits. Indeed, the strength of the spirits. It's the strength of the strength of the strength. It makes a Christian who dwells in him the most ablest of men. End quote. Is that not wonderful? I just think sometimes on a Tuesday night you just want to be encouraged and I just think it's very encouraging I think we don't realise what we've got and who we've got and who we can trust on and no relying on your own strength and your own means and your own mind your own ideas I say this and because it's a Tuesday night it can be a bit more pastoral and I say this to my brothers and sisters and them younger in your faith there's no day goes by where we don't see your faith strengthening and you becoming stronger for the least to the strongest. Just getting that wee bit better at dealing with stuff. Just that wee get better at handling stuff. And then we get into seasons where it's snow, of course we do. And it's in these seasons that is the testing times for you to be strengthened in your faith to move on to the next thing. And eventually you'll have a balanced life, as balanced as you can. Because you're no living for you. What an amazing thing to live when you go, it's not even me. There's nothing in me good except what? Except which is in Christ. Let me read the prayer and then we'll wrap up. This is the second part of it and this is even better than the first part. And this, this just sums up this whole thing here. Let me live near to the great shepherd. Hear his voice. Know his tones. Follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth. From harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intensive faith and internal verities burning into me by experience. the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach. Vindicate it. See Jesus as its essence, knowing it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee that all else is trifling. The presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong and happy. Abide in me, gracious and precious God. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast here at Hope United Church. If you'd like to get in touch or for any more information, please visit www.hopeunited.org.uk